Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time. It's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. It's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time. How the fuck you got me up this damn early, Jason? <laughs> it's time. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for a TSS Fantasy. Go Birds! <laughs> Getting to see the Go Birds live tonight. I love it on a Tuesday night, man. It is the holidays, indeed. Got to love it. We got a busy show with some guests. Don't want to keep all of our wonderful guests waiting, so let's get it started. Welcome to the studio, Nick. You got Flandered Macaronis. All right, it is week 15. You should know who I am and where to find me. So go do it on Twitter. And you should know what I'm going to promote. So go to TSS Fantasy, buy some TSS Fantasy merchandise, and be the hit of your gift-giving session. And as always, go Birds. Yeah. (laughs) Nick's in a rare form tonight. The Eagles must be on indeed. So, uh, yeah, excuse Use the quick intro from Nick tonight. You got to pretend like we got new, new listeners. Okay, even fine. We okay. Let me fifteen. Let, let me back that up. Yes, gotta, my name you know, is, gotta play is Nick. You got Flanders and you can find me at. All right, let's you also Flanders. Welcome to the studio. You're cutting uh, in and out. You're cutting in and out. Jeff Free Miller. Well, right now, Commissioner, but I think that was my cue. To the studio. It's good to be here with you guys. And coming up tonight on the house call, I just wanted to offer a parental advisory because we have a number of brutal brain injuries we are going to be discussing in graphic detail. So parental advisory for tonight's house call. Uh, Back I think to you, Commissioner. Just lost the host. Okay, Doc Miller, let's let's start with the house call. All right. So first up on the house call, let's just talk about half the Bucks roster, if that's okay with you, Nick. Um, uh, I wouldn't want to do that, but go ahead. <laughs> Chris Godwin, uh, injured in the second quarter of Week 15's shutout loss. And the initial reports on this were that it was likely an MCL injury and that he'd be back for the playoffs potentially. So if you're following those initial reports, throw them out. Chris Godwin is going to miss the rest of the season, and incidentally, probably into next season, um, with a torn ACL. So Godwin's out, ACL tear. Now, this injury, well, let me back that up a little bit. If you were watching this game, you heard 
the uh, color commentary from Chris Collinsworth. And he criticized this low hit. This was a really low tackle. And right away it reminded me of uh, Raiders running back Kenyon Drake. He made some comments a few weeks ago that we quoted here on the show. He said, quote, the league would rather flag players for erroneous taunting penalties. Let's get the priorities together. And I wouldn't be shocked if the league looks into some of these low hits in the offseason because, um, you know, these type of knee hyperextension injuries are unnecessary and, quite frankly, a much bigger risk to player safety than some occasional taunting. So Godwin, done, ACL tear. Let's move on to the rest of the receiving core in Tampa Bay and talk about Mike Evans. Um, has a hamstring injury of unknown severity. So he went down in the second quarter uh, after his only catch of the game, came back briefly, but did finish the game on the bench. So uh, Evans' hamstring is currently listed as week-to-week, but the NFL Network is presently describing it as, quote, nothing major, so he hasn't been ruled out for Sunday. Mike Evans may be back this Sunday. And then lastly on the Bucks, Leonard Fournette, um, hamstring injury as well of unknown severity. He is expected to miss one to two games. His hamstring is compounded by an ankle injury he brought into week 15. So, you know, let's call Fournette ankle and hamstring. This may be a little bit of a silver lining for him. I'm going to call this load management for two weeks as they get ready for the playoffs. I think Fournette sitting on the bench, maybe the remainder of the regular season does him a whole lot of good and therefore does the organization a whole lot of good. That's Tampa Bay. <clears throat> okay. Anybody else we want to discuss about uh, their injuries? Yeah. So let's move on to a number of head injuries today. Commissioner, welcome back. We've gotten through Tampa Bay. We uh, just to catch up to speed, talked about Godwin has an ACL tear. He's out for the season. Evans and Fournette, both with hamstring injuries of unknown severity, but Evans likely more mild than Fournette. And we're going to move on to the head injuries. We'll start with Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Um, and I want to quote myself. I know that's really egocentric of me to do, but I'm going to quote myself anyway. Entering week 14, um, we talked about his neck strain in the win over the Eagles. And I said, you know, he was concussed earlier in the season. And here's where I'm going to quote myself. The head is connected to the body by the neck. Still? Still. Still, okay. Brilliant. It was brilliant to think that his early season concussion was unrelated to what was called a neck strain going in to week 14. Jones was just put on the IR, which ends his season with a neck injury. To quote the Giants' head athletic trainer, here we go, quote, over the course of the past few weeks, Daniel has been examined by Dr. Frank Camisa of the Hospital for Special Surgery and Dr. Robert Watkins of the Marina Spine Center at Marina Del Rey Hospital. Our medical team has continued to consult with Dr. Kamisa and Dr. Watkins regarding Daniel's condition and symptoms, and at this point, Daniel has not been cleared for contact. We felt the prudent decision was to place Daniel on the injured reserve for the remainder of the season. With continued rest and treatment, we expect a full recovery. This was not just the next strain. Going into week 14, said this is something more significant. It's connected to his concussion, Clearly not just the next strain. Daniel Jones shut down for the season, which is in his best long-term interest. Oh, definitely. So, Commissioner, I'm not sure if you hear me, but we're going to move on to uh, Steelers tight end, Pat Firmuth. 
And this was a cartoonish and horrifying three-point assault to his brain. So, Nick, did you happen to watch this hit? I I did. Now, obviously, I don't know what's going on inside of his helmet. So, please, tell us. Yeah, I did so watch the game, of course. Frimuth was was hit twice. The first initial hit, made a catch, was hit, but not tackled. And you could see that after that initial contact, he was staggered. And it almost looked like he was lost in space. And then, when he was still lost in space, kind of looking around, he was hit again and tackled. And then the third hit came as his head gruesomely hit the ground. I, so we I got do remember that. It, three it, like, contacts. It, it bounced. It, it did. And so, you know, we had a head injury, possibly compounded twice more within about two seconds. Um, he's in the concussion protocol, which, you know, is never a place that you want to be. But it's his second concussion in the past month. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about him last going into week 13. So he's had two in the last month. I usually hesitate to speculate on um, concussion and how quick people are going to be back. You know, we've quoted the average players miss about a game and a half on average in the NFL. But given that this is his second in a month, I don't foresee him on the field this week. Wouldn't shock me if he took even more than one week to clear the protocol. Um, because again, this was cartoonishly horrifying. Yeah, if they if they really want to uh, put the players' health forward, as the NFL s- says, they might want to put a mandate in there saying, "Look, two weeks minimum, just to clear the cobwebs, make sure everything is okay." Even though you clear clear within a week, uh, you should be out at least another one week afterward, just to get everything the way it's supposed to be. You know, I think that might be the best thing to come out of this show. If the uh, commissioner is listening, maybe we say that players are required to rest for one week after clearing the protocol. And maybe not rest, but players are prohibited from playing. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. On-field action for one week after clearing the protocol. We'd probably see far fewer recurrent head injuries, which, you know, given the discussion surrounding CTE, um, may be good for the NFL's image. So I love your idea. I hope they run with it. Yeah. Um, you speaking of CTE, that's, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, Vincent Jackson of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when they did this, this study on his brain, he had severe CTE. So, uh, yeah, head injuries, they, they're, nothing, they're nothing to mess with when it comes to injury because then I know you've said over and over again, everybody's brain is different, everybody heals different. So that extra grace period for healing time would do that player a world of good. Yeah, let's do one more head injury while we're on it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So <clears throat> Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater was taken off the field on a backboard during the third quarter of the Broncos' loss to the Bengals. Gruesome. And the hit was kind of unremarkable. And I don't want to minimize it, but the hit really was unremarkable in my words. And the contact with the field also pretty unremarkable. 
certainly not as horrific as the immediate aftermath. And this is another one. I'm not sure if you watch, but as I watched him on the field, there was these small convulsions. He was laying on his tummy, kind of convulsing. Mm -hmm. And to the Rocky fans out there, it really reminded me of watching Apollo Creed in Rocky four after Ivan Drago just demolished him and, and Apollo's on the mat convulsing and, you know, watching Bridgewater on the field was alarmingly similar to that. And so he lay relatively motionless for several minutes. And if you were watching the game, color commentary quoted this as a very disturbing scene. Um, this was even alarming beyond the initial concussion. I'm not sure if anybody caught the on-field medical providers slide their fist under his jersey. And they were rubbing his sternum, rubbing his chest bone like this which very strongly indicates that even after he was rolled onto his back, he was unconscious and unresponsive. So this was... Was was that to massage the heart to to get it back going again? No, so if he's unresponsive, this is a very painful thing to have done. And what it does is elicit a pain response. And so if somebody's not able to verbalize what's happening, they're not responsive, they're unconscious, this kind of assesses, it's a quick clinical screening tool to assess whether they're with it or not. Um, and so the fact that this happened is it's troubling. Um, he hasn't yet been ruled out to my knowledge for week 16, but it's quote, highly unlikely he's ready, even though it's possible. Um, he's in the concussion protocol, but you know, I think given that this is not his first head or head injury of the season, the Broncos would be wise to shut Teddy Bridgewater down for several weeks or the season. Nick, I want to thank you. I think I might be finally back on the show. Thank you for taking over. My apologies. And yeah, Dr. Miller, I commented about this on the, I was on the way home from the Dolphin game. um, And I had, you know, I didn't want any, hopefully no way from the Highway Patrol's listening, but I had like, you know, I have a little device up and I was watching that game on the way back and literally saw him fall, and I thought I saw him, like, convulsing like that. I'm like, yay, that, that's not good at all. Um, but I didn't hear any, any, um, anything after that, so I'm glad you brought that up. So we're going to wrap up the show with just a couple of quick updates. We've, we've really hammered uh, the head injuries plus the, the uh, Buccaneers commissioner. Uh, moves on to Rondell Moore, Cardinals wide receiver, left Sunday's ga- game with an ankle injury. As of today, I haven't heard the results of the MRI, but hopefully we get an update in Wednesday's injury report. Speaking of ankles, Joe Mixon, Mr. Glass, as you like to call him, uh, (laughs) an ankle sprain, but Coach Zach Taylor's optimistic he's available for this weekend. Nice. Indeed. All right, well, Doc, I appreciate it. Um, Yes, Nick, what you got? Oh, uh, Dr. Moore, uh, for our uh, fellow Giant fans, do you get anything on – the high ankle sprain of Mr. Sterling Shepard. Um, I got something on Sterling Shepard, but uh, I don't have a high ankle sprain. Oh, sorry, like his Achilles. An Achilles tear in the fourth quarter. Um, he's on the IR. This ends his season. Now, it's interesting. I, I watched what I think was some footage of him after standing, which would strongly suggest it's not a complete Achilles tear. If it's not, I'm surprised he wasn't in too much pain to stand, but that is encouraging if, if in fact, it's not a complete tear. But um, before we start to speculate about the severity and the duration of his absence, I want to wait for Wednesday's injury report. But Sterling Shepard is done for the season. Thank you for reminding me with an Achilles rupture. Indeed. You know, I was a late text, so in fairness, so appreciate that. All right, Doc, we appreciate you again. Appreciate you guys taking over. 
I'm not going to be on for the show, but hope uh, you have a little little message for our audience then. But uh, to me, to you, and to your family, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and love you. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, being with us tonight. Take care, guys. All right, so when we come back, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We got champs or chumps. Bob, Bob, I forgot in the pregame to ask you how to pronounce your last name. I didn't want to screw it up, so I'll just say Bob B. from I-80 Sports and DJ from High and Low face off against a 4 a Christmas champ or chumps. We'll be right back. I believe it's Ventimiglia. Thank you. We'll see you in a second. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people, and our network, the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, is no different. So we teamed up with our friends from Manscaped to give back to the people for an exciting holiday giveaway. We want you to look and feel smooth this holiday season. So we're giving away the Manscaped 4.0 Performance Package. And all you have to do is go to our Facebook page at Belly Up Sports, give us a like, and that well-deserved five-star review, and you're entered to win. It's as simple as Grandma's Holiday Pie, and who knows what holiday magic awaits once those ornaments are looking shiny and new again. So what are you waiting for? Give us a like, that well-deserved five-star review, and you could be belly up all holiday season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our special Chris, Christmas champs or chumps. Let's welcome to the studio, Bob. How do we say it? Let, let's hear. Let's let, uh, let's. Ben Miglia, but you can just call me Bob. Uh, <laughs> he's like, if it's too if it's too much trouble, bro. Like <laughs> Bobby V. Bobby V's in the house. Welcome to the studio, my brother. We appreciate you being here. Tonight. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. And our our resident expert in the building. DJ the Brain, welcome to the studio, my brother. Always glad to be on here. Glad to be called the Brain this time as well, too, instead of just another guy. I'm starting to get my own title. We got a commissioner, we got a doctor. I'm going to be a Brain or something like that. I still think I could go with security guard, but Brain will do for now. <laughs> Indeed. All right, we got a fun time set for you guys. It's time for a Christmas champs or jumps. <laughs> All righty. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. The hijinks ensues. All right. Let's go with round one. We got an interesting guy to bring up. Kyler Murray has been really struggling. He's on the outside currently looking in. So I want to hear your guys' takes on this guy that I thought, quite frankly, was going to be uh, top number one overall throughout the season. So, Bob, you, sir, are making the case for him to be a champ i i love kyler murray that's about all i got i prepared notes for lamar jackson and not uh, for kyler murray so uh, <laughs> little unprepared. I, changed it. I changed it later my bad i did change it later i maybe didn't see that text i said hey sorry <laughs> change it up on lamar all right we'll go with lamar it's jackson. all good but, but you know what? i could wing it because you know kyler, kyler murray is one of the guys who i was always high on um, the only reason he's outside the top 10, he's number 11, is because he missed some playtime. If you go from week like 10 to 14, um, he, he's going to be much higher than that. And when we find Kyler Murray, you know, it's really about the points per game, 25.12 points per game. You're not topping that anywhere. That's going to be top 10 numbers 
throughout the course of the season, no matter where you are. He's on the high-powered offense. He has now Zach Ertz, the player we're going to talk about a little later on the show. Um, and it, it really doesn't matter what wide receivers he's throwing to. He's a special talent. Um, he could do it all. He could play multiple sports. Um, you know, only 24 years old, and he might be the shortest guy on the field, but um, he's just a straight baller. So, Kyler Murray, let's go. Indeed, Kyler Murray. Um uh, my bad, man. Like I said, that was the follow-up text. That's my fault. I should have confirmed that you saw that. So my fault on that one. All right, DJ. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. I hope you saw that one. I hope you're ready for Kyler Murray, but I know he can wing it anyway. I want to hear a case for Kyler Murray to be a chump. I'll start by saying I, too, love Kyler Murray, so much so I drafted him twice in fantasy. And, well, this year didn't go as well, too. And, honestly, he is absolutely fantastic when you do get him. The problem is you don't always get him. The last two years, he has missed games with injury. This year, he took a month vacation in the middle of the season as well, too. I mean, since, and he hasn't really bounced back since that injury as well, too. Since he did get injured against Green Bay, he has five passing, three passing touchdowns, do five interceptions, two rushing touchdowns on the season, 11 fumbles. Like he's a really big, he's come a bit of a boomer bust type of guy as well. I look at the games like against Chicago, he'll give you four total touchdowns and win you a week. Then the next week against Detroit of all teams where he's supposed to be the top rated guy, he just has those weird games where he can't seem to get anything going. He's wildly inaccurate, seems to struggle to get going. And they, they you know, who scores all the touchdowns is James Conner this year as well too. Second in the league in total touchdowns. He's kind of hoarding a lot of Kyler Murray's rushing touchdowns he got last year as well, too. So, unfortunately, it's the availability as well as the turnovers that aren't quite matching the upside, as we have seen early in the season and even last season as well, too. So, the reason I have him as a chump and on the outside looking is mostly because of availability when you can get a guy like Jalen Hurts, who has very comparable numbers, I think 22 points per game, in like round 7 or 8 or 9, where you're getting Kyler Murray in the round. Some people are taking him in the first round as well. So, quarterback's one of those two. I like to carry one quarterback. I don't like to have multiple quarterbacks until a bye week. So if I'm going to get one, I want to make sure he's not there. I'm not scrambling for Daniel Jones or something like that at the last minute. So, or even God forbid, if I have to take Carson Wentz at some point. So I would rather just having a quarterback more stably there. Kyler Murray's fantastic in his spurts. You just, he's, he's not always available. And the turnovers have really started ramping up as well too. All right, DJ, I think you might've sealed your fate with that last remark, but Nick, who do you got for round one? Well, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with Bob for two reasons. Number one, he was ill-prepared, and he still pulled a nice argument out of his computer over there. And number two, DJ, um, as much as I like you, I hated your statement against Carson Wentz, so therefore you lose round one. 
I've had well, Carson Wentz has put me through a lot of trouble this year too as the designated Colts fan of the group. So I've had to suffer. I, I understand. I, I I get it. It's a, it's a week where he had five completions. Next week when he throws thirty completions, I'll like him again. He yeah, I'm I on know. a week to week basis with him. I know. That's Carson. All right. Good. I, I like I said, as soon as you pulled out the Carson reference, you were in trouble. Bro. Yeah, I need to know my audience better next time. I like <laughs> and just for future reference, don't don't bash Ben either. So. Yeah, he gets re- he is really upset, upside about Ben. That's his buddy right there for sure. His boyfriend. My wife corrected me, boyfriend. All right, let's go to round two. Um, now this one I like to, you know, again, you guys know if you've seen this, you've seen our little segment. You know, when I, I like to find out who everyone's teams is, and Bob's team happens to be the Giants, the New York Giants. So, thank, oh, bringing sound effects, boy, that's. That's going above and beyond for sure. Bob, are you from Jersey? Yeah, I'm. I'm in New Jersey. Yep. Oh, really? Okay, I should live in Jersey before. All right, cool. All right, thanks for interrupting for all that, Nick. All right, let's talk about let's talk about Saquon Barkley. We're gonna now. Obviously, he can't get in the top ten for this year, so we're gonna talk about him for next season for next year's um, season. Will he be in the top ten? That's the argument I would like for them to make. DJ, we're going to start with you. The argument for him to be a champ. The easiest start for me is that Jason Garrett is no longer the offensive coordinator. You get the you get the clap out, the designated clapper out of there, and that suddenly will up everything as well too. And I think the biggest thing for Saquon Barkley that we haven't seen recently is getting him involved in the passing game. He's more Alvin Kamara than like Ezekiel Elliott that everybody wants him to be. His rookie year, he had 91 receptions for 700 something yards and 2,000 total yards. Since then, he has less than he has less than that total receptions in the three years since then as well too, and barely over the 2,000 scrimmage yards in those three years. Granted, it's been injury that's been a lot of it as well too. So if he is healthy next year, which is this is contingent on, I expect an offense coordinator to get him involved in the passing game. Utilize him as an almost thousand and thousand type of running back, not a Jonathan Taylor three three hundred carry type of guy. And on top of that as well, too, he's going into a contract year, if I'm not mistaken, as well, too. We know how running backs perform in that contract deal. Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott. That's their last great hoorah, Larry Johnson with the Chiefs. Like we can go on and on in the history of the league. That contract year running back is an unstoppable force of nature. So look for Saquon Barkley in that year to potentially go off and get involved in the passing game where we'll see him utilized a whole lot more since that rookie year is spectacular. Since then it's been I don't want to say a slight decline. It's been a 90-degree angle. Yeah, they do work hard for the money. That is for sure. All right, Bob, what you got? I know it's your boy, but let's hear the case. <laughs> it's actually not my boy. I'm one of those guys who, you know, I realized what Giants had when they won their two Super Bowls. And when you look at those teams, they didn't have all these all-stars. They had role players, people who would, you know, five wide receivers, two tight ends, all players who would play in when it looks like a guy like Saquon Barkley, it's, it's like having a Cadillac, but you're homeless. What's the point? You know, giants don't have the offensive weapons to have a guy like Saquon Barkley contribute right now, 17 points per game this season and only 12 points per game over their last three games. That's not enough to sustain any high ranking running back, regardless of whether it's a Freddie kitchens offense or not, which, which apparently we do have now. Um, this offensive line is atrocious and this quarterback play showed, um, you know, that there are more question marks all over the Giants on the offensive side of the ball that we can't rely on them finding the end zone. Talk about James Conner. Half of his points came from touchdowns. That will never happen with Barkley. He had 15 touchdowns his rookie season. He will never have another combined 15 touchdown season. It will not happen. And when we talk about his availability, well, here's also a part of his availability is his workload. 2018, 16.3 rushes and 7.6 targets per game. <clears throat> 
great numbers. This season, even when he was available, 11.5 rushes and 5.1 targets per game. That's almost eight touches less each and every game over the season, and that is not going to be enough to be in that elite echelon of running backs. Add the injury risk, and I'm going to go elsewhere. He will not be projected as a top 10 guy. I need safety, especially the the running backs drafted this year was everyone was taking like a star in a scrub you can't have your star play 10 games giants can't rely on any player playing 10 games when they know half the roster is going to be on the ir saquon barkley's out for me and i would not mind if giants parted ways Ooh, i mean that's a big argument for not your boy giants, <laughs> didn't, giants didn't get worse when odell beckham left right yeah that's very true i do agree they didn't Nick. get better but they didn't get worse Nick, well, what you got for round two, sir? I mean, Bob, I mean, it's it's hard to get worse than what the Giants are. So, uh, at least they got that going for them. Um, yeah, you know what, DJ? I'm sorry, but Bob brought it. He brought the data, and he brought the background knowledge as well. So, I'm going to go with Bob is on a winning streak. Ooh, one and two. Wow, that's back-to-back back for Bob to start it out. DJ, you're up against the wall already, bro. I mean, we gotta tighten up. We gotta, we gotta show and prove here in round three. Here we go for round three. Hunter Renfro. This guy has been sitting on the outside looking in. Greg last night called him a poor man's Cooper Cup. Um, that's because Greg's racist. I'm going to have Bob give me the case for Hunter Renfro to be a champ Tennessee. I almost wish I could go to my uh, my boy uh, who does our, our podcast with us, Ed, who's a big Clemson fan, because he would just talk about the national championship touchdown catch for five <laughs> minutes and just cover the airtime with that. Um, but I don't really need to because there, you know, there's nothing with Hunter Renfro physically that stands out as being that good of a player. Like you look at him, he looks like me he looks like the brain you know there's a lot of forehead going on it is what it is but there's there's no physical attribute one that stands out and the fact that he can contribute to a team means that there must be intangibles there that we don't see on and off the field now um average draft position was 105 i had him at 72 which is almost you know 50 percent higher than the, the rest of the league and that wasn't even high enough he was undrafted and he could be a league winner in most formats currently wide receiver 16 but the point i want to bring up since Darren Aaron Waller went down with an injury. He's wide receiver seven in that time span. This team, um, the Raiders, they need a chain mover. And that's why Waller's so good. He's, he's a, I mean, obviously he's an incredible athlete. But when they're looking for that chain mover, now Waller, incredible athlete. Hunter Renfro looks like a KFC uh, parking lot attendant. I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, but... They need a chain mover, and Derek Carr, you know, he's going to look across the center of the field. And while these two specimens are not uh, physically the same, they do run the same kind of routes across the center of the field, you know, catch and, catch and fall, that kind of thing. So I think Hunter Renfro, um, wide receiver seven again since Waller's been out. I'd like to see the doctor here if I could ask him how long Waller's going to miss, but we don't have that help. I would just uh, move to me to assume Starting at wide receiver 16, he has a good chance finishing inside the top 10, and he's certainly already returned his draft value. Well, Bob, next time I go to KFC, I know that I can find someone to <laughs> walk to around <laughs> out to the car with a parking lot attendant. That's awesome. All right. Uh, let's go, DJ. Let's hear your case for Mr. Renfro to be a chump. 
This one hurts considering to Hunter Renfro is literally my doppelganger. You put us side by side, and you could I could tell you I scored that touchdown to beat Alabama in the championship game as well, too. I mean, when he was here in Cleveland the other day, I thought about walking on the field, and they wouldn't know the difference as well, too. So this hurts me to call him a chump as well, too. But honestly, I don't fully blame him for being a chump. When you look at it, you mentioned with Darren Waller out, he's really climbed, climbed up. Problem is he only gets the ball on third down. Like we even see first and second down off the time. They take him off the field altogether. And every time he comes on third down, teams have learned to start bracketing him. The Browns put three guys on him, including Pro Bowler Denzel Ward and a linebacker underneath and a safety over the top in third down. We saw Monday night against the Chargers. Towards the end of the game, they just said, all right, Derwin James, Casey, we'll go chase him around. They only use him in that area. My dad's a Raiders fan, and they literally called it third, third and Renfro. That's what they call it in the Las Vegas, Oakland area as well, too. That is the only time they use him. They don't utilize him on first or second down, so that limits his ability. And on top of that, he doesn't get a lot of touchdowns, which is a little concerning. He only has five touchdowns on the season. He does have 89 catches for about 900 yards. So he, you're getting points basically purely for receptions from him. That's what kind of concerns me. And they just don't utilize him enough. When Darren Waller comes back, he's going to go back to not getting the ball whatsoever. And if they, when they have a deep threat, like when they had Henry Ruggs, he got the ball targeted more times. And Deshaun Jackson, we've seen Derek Carr starting the favorite down the field as well, too. So due to no fault of his own, unfortunately, Hunter Renfro is going to be a champion. I'm no longer going to be allowed at the family dinner now, I guess. I can't walk in next to him. So, But I just don't think he gets enough targets, and he doesn't get enough touchdowns. Compelling case. Nick, who you got for round three? Well, um, if you rewind the tape, I said the, hunt, the third and Renfro about maybe a month and a half ago. So besides that, I can't disagree with anything that DJ said. So I'm going to go with DJ with round three. All right. It's two to one. DJ scoring a comeback. Let's see. We got round four. Let's go to the tight end. Zach Ertz making his way. Oh, Washington almost got in the end zone there. Um, Making his way over to Arizona. Let's talk about Zach Ertz. He's on the outside looking in right now. We're going to start with DJ. Make Make a case for Zach Ertz to be a champ. Zach Ertz, I think, will be a champ because somebody for the Cardinals offense has to be a champ at this point. A.J. Green's kind of old and decrepit. He doesn't quite have the same burst that he has. We've seen Christian Kirk be in and out of the lineup as well, too. Chase Chase Edmonds and John and Connor are in there as well, too. And Zach Ertz is kind of going to have to be that safety blanket for Kyler Murray. We talked about how he struggled recent weeks as well, too. We saw against Detroit, he had 11 targets. The week before against Rams, he had seven targets, nine against Seattle with eight receptions, a couple of touchdowns. He has four touchdowns since joining the Cardinals. I think he's going to have to be that guy if they want to make that run and not potentially lose that division to the Rams. So they say a tight end is a young quarterback's best friend. Kyler Murray scrambles out of the pocket, moves around a whole lot. That's usually Zach Ertz. He did that back with Carson Wentz and with Jalen Hurts as well to a lot of movement to get into the get into the throwing lane. So look for Zach Ertz to kind of take over as that main receiving option for the Cardinals moving down the stretch. And in the run game off those RPOs, they love to use a lot. Zach Ertz. He specialized in those throughout his career as well, too. Just the quick slants off an RPO, a quick flat route. So I expect him to get a lot of targets and creep his way in there as well. Creep his way into that top 10. Yeah, I see what you did there. You threw in that Carson Wentz reference. I, I see. Was not, as soon as not, I said that, I was like, ah, oh, damn. I just I shot myself. No, it was a good one, though. You, you made it in a good sense. I was like, ah, oh, I see what he's doing. Now he's sucking up to the judge. I get it. All right. Bob, let's hear a case for Zach Ertz to be a chump. Yeah, so so my case for Zach Ertz to be a chump is, uh, you know, we talked about Kyler Murray a little earlier 
Um, and we talked about this this offense, this air raid offense that doesn't necessarily rely on the tight end position. Well, we saw what happens when wide receivers are banged up and they're looking for someone to check down. And it's called Christian Kirk. He's going to be that player kind of like the Renfrodo Waller. But Christian Kirk, we've already seen it last week that he was, you know, the most favored player on the field. 12 targets, 9 receptions, 94 yards, and a touchdown. There's no way Zach Ertz can compare physically to what Christian Kirk brings to the table. Zach Ertz at the end of his career, hey, he was a fan favorite in Philly. They knew what they had, and they let him walk. That, to me, tells you a little something about what Zach Ertz has to bring to the table. Kind of long in the tooth there. Um, But, you know, over the time uh, that he has moved over to um, Arizona, he has played better. But right now, I believe he's tight end 11. And when we look at the, the, the depth chart, that puts him like in some really, really poor company. If you look at who he's he's with right now, um, he's behind uh, Gronkowski, ahead of Fryermuth, ahead of Waller, who's missed a, a big chunk of games this season. Um, he's behind Dallas Goddard, who missed a game. He's behind Kittle, who missed three games. It's just, this is a tight end wasteland, and Zach Ertz is no longer old reliable. If you don't have Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, or George Kittle, you don't have anyone, and you just you just pick who you want. Would you feel any worse starting Zach Ertz against streaming Hunter Henry or Noah Fant or even uh you know people who pick up Tyler Conklin you know week two or three? No, you don't because Zach Ertz, eh, it's just a guy. Yeah, I think I might have set you up to fail on this one, Bob. I I could see the the stern look in Nick's eyebrows. Nick, who you got for <laughs> round four? Bob, I agree with... He's the second best athlete in his own family. Come on. That's fair. Julie Ertz is the true athlete of that family. We can, me, and, me and my co-host call him Julie Ertz's husband. So that, that's a fair argument as well. <laughs> but that being said, too, he, my roommate will also tell you, Christian Kirk, while he had a great game last week, next week he's going to give you one catch for five yards. He, he is the ultimate... He's a heartbeat Against monitor. Against that's what that's he that's what he does. He's a heartbeat monitor. He's like great, great, great boom, 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 boom. He, it's like a drum line at this point too. He he will let you down consistently. All right, Nick, who you got? Well, I was gonna say, uh, Bob, I agreed with 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 most of your points, um, but now of what you said about the the athlete, I agree with a little bit less than most of your points. So I'm gonna <laughs> give it to DJ. <laughs> oh, Bob, man. You, I mean, you got to know the audience, man. I was, What's that? Know, go, What's that? Go. DJ's got that. He's good. He just got that sweet radio voice, and he just likes to bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> he really yeah, He's talking sweet to you when he's talking good stuff about Carson Wentz. All right, look. Here's the champ round, final round. We always get to the final round. It's crazy how that works. All right, this is where we really bring it home. I want you guys to talk about your team. This is where the passion comes out. This obviously will be, we'll talk about for next season, get the Giants a little bit far out. But, Bob, we'll start with you. Make a case for the Giants' defense for next season to be a champ. Okay, so my argument is going to start with this season. Giants' defense is a lot better than the performance they've put out so far, and they're a lot better than they look on paper. All the stats are skewed very heavily against what they're doing. You might not know this, but they're third in the league with 2.9 points allowed in the first quarter. That's behind only Carolina and Buffalo. This is a good defense when they're fresh. Unfortunately, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They haven't been fresh very long because this offense can't sustain a drive and they are winded very, very easily. A stat came up during last game. Since November 7th, that's like a month ago, that's like five games ago, <laughs> they've been outscored 59-0 in the final two minutes of the first half. Let me rephrase wow. that. Outscored 59-0 in the final two minutes of the first half. They are just tired. And then at the end of the game, they've been in a lot of games and given it up late in the fourth quarter. Same thing. Giants defense has faced some injuries this season. Blake Martinez, a great middle linebacker in their signal caller, has missed most of the season. Safety Jabril Peppers, who's kind of that game-changing dynamic. He stinks, but then he makes a great play. One of those guys has also missed a lot of playing time. Next year, you're going to add a defensive lineman. Two, Leonard Williams, O'Shane Jimenez, Austin uh, Johnson, Dexter Lawrence, Onjolari, um, who've all been good. These are all young guys who are going to take another step forward next year. And as for the secondary, Adore Jackson, James Bradley, they're going to get a new buddy. I don't know who it is. It might come in the draft. Giants have two top six picks. But um, they're going to get someone. And adding that to safeties, Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney, who has also been um, Defensive Player of the Month, Jabril Peppers, they have the youth and the experience that you like to mix on defense. I think they're going to be a good team once they get an offense to keep them off the field for like 10 minutes, guys. Like put a drive together. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally agreed. It's hard to sustain anything when the offense is putting you in bad situations. I, I totally agree with you there. All right, DJ, let's talk about these Colts. Let's talk about that Colt defense. Make the case for them to be a champ next season. I mean, they're already a champ this season for the most part as well, too. They do have some holes, but they're one of the better defense. 31 takeaways tied for the league lead, and they're really young defense. There's one player over 30 years old, and he's not even a starter. He's filling in for the all-rookie safety, Julian Blackman, who tore his Achilles. So really young defense, a lot of playmakers. Darius Leonard leading the league in takeaways on a bum ankle. He's going to be back healthy next year. DeForest Buckner is the most terrifying human I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Kenny Moore is a Pro Bowl slot corner and man of the year op- man of the year potential. And they do have Xavier Rhodes, the other 30-year-old I almost forgot to mention, who's playing on a bum calf and is still somehow effective. But he's still going to they're going to probably replace him next year, so you're going to get better in the secondary. And you look throughout this season as well, too, going into next season. Three games with, with less than two takeaways. Only three. Every other game, they've had two or more takeaways. And on top of that as well, too, talk about getting healthy next year, too. They had a game when they were playing the Ravens. We all know that catastrophic letdown at the end when Lamar Jackson went ballistic. He was throwing against fourth and fifth string corners, a guy who was commentating on ESPN three weeks before that. So the, at the only games they've had rough this year, they've, it's been when they've been injured or they've been given up late. We talked the Tampa Bay game. They held that high-flying offense 
to 14 points through the greater part of three quarters until the turnovers kicked in high gear. So they already show a lot this year and they're not even healthy. Next year they're gonna get healthy. They're probably they're gonna bring in some low low pay veteran minimum wage type free agents as well too, like they did with Xavier Rhodes, guys like that that you could plug and play. And they're gonna get a little bit younger and the offense is well too. We talked about the offense makes it easier. Who runs the ball better than Jonathan Taylor right now? And he's 22. They're going to be doing that next year and the year after until those wheels fall off as well, too. So I look for the Colts defense to be even more effective this year. And it's already one of the best defenses this year as well. Well, two compelling cases, two great guys. Oh, yes, Nick. What what, what would you like to say, sir? Oh, I just want to <clears throat> – um, before you make your judgment, uh, Bob, what happened to uh, Bradbury? I haven't heard his name called. Is he injured? I think he just hasn't been playing quite up to the level that he should be. Um, he's also had a lot of tough assignments. Like, look at the um, NFC East. I mean, this is not a cream puff division. Um, I actually tore my headphone out, so I can't hear myself talk, but I know you guys can. Um, it, yeah, it, it's just been a lot of a lot of tough assignments, and you know, he's getting you know, he's getting his. It's it's just it hasn't been a, a great year, as opposed to what he did last year, where he put up a you know a career season. All right, well, two compelling arguments. Know their teams very well. That's quite obvious. Now, if you've seen our show before, you know that the loser gets the dumbass award and all that. But look, it's Christmas. I can't call anybody dumbass on Christmas. So both you guys are the winners tonight because it's Christmas. So congratulations to you both. Oh, wrong one. Yes, indeed. You guys did a great job tonight, and we really appreciate you guys being here. Bob, this is your time. Let our listeners know where they can find you and all your great stuff. Great. I am a editor and producer at I80 Sports. You can go to iesports.com, youtube.com backslash I80 Sports. We cover sports all across the United States, soccer, Football, college football, basketball. Um, we have our debut of wrestling tomorrow night for the AEW Christmas special. So you guys can tune in and watch games along with us. Um, we do a recap show for each sport every week. And then we do uh, projections every Sunday for NFL. And we do um, live watch with us events. Kind of, you know, you guys just tune in, watch the game with us. And we just kind of talk about football. Um, my my first passion is actually not NFL. I'm actually a Major League Soccer analyst. And I write a weekly article for MLS, including sportsbook picks. We're the only outlet that you can get weekly articles on sportsbook picks that are accurate i was up over 40 units over the 32 week major league soccer season this past uh, week you can find you can get all the receipts online idsports.com and uh let us know what you think thank you thank you guys yeah. so much for having me here today no nah, thanks for being here that's awesome actually uh really cool stuff um you know we got we have a major don't we have a major league soccer team here nick did you go do you go to the games or, yeah we have two well well, the women's I don't know where you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, have, right. we yeah. have the um, the, 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 the Lions, and then we yes. got the Pride. Yes. All right. We're, we're on it. All right. DJ, I know everyone probably already knows, but let's just tell them again where we can find all your great stuff at. 
Absolutely. The best way to get a hold of all of our shenanigans is to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at high under low score under low underscore sports that you'll find all we'll tweet out like new release days for everything to everything along those lines. We're on color cast quite frequently. We live stream every Wednesday at nine o'clock Eastern time, 9 PM Eastern time. That is we're not that early morning birds. And then we also will do, as we mentioned, color cast quite frequently as well too. And we'll also post the podcast, the audio form on Thursday. So Pretty much just follow our social media page. You'll keep track of all the shenanigans we're doing. We're getting getting started on TikTok, starting the tick away at the TikTok. So we're making we're making the footprint. Yeah, we're we're starting. You know, we started with that. Luckily, you know, it's helping me with my job too. So it's it's all kind of works in together. So I, I love it. All right. So listen, we appreciate you guys. Want to wish you guys a very merry Christmas, happy holidays to you and your families. And again, we appreciate you guys coming on and doing the sh- doing the champs and chumps. It was a great time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about all the things that we got wrong, and we'll even review some of the game that's going on right now. So we'll be right back. Man, Kamish, must be hard trying to get us clowns to come together for the show. Yeah, especially keeping us motivated during the Jeffers snack breaks. It's almost like we need a counselor or someone to at least consult us because we don't know what we're doing. Luckily for us, we signed the best coach in the business, Vision Coach and Consulting. They have led the way for business professionals for over 20 years. Yeah, you know what? They offer business coaching, life coaching, and consultant services that can put you back on your track for your personal goals. You don't say, Nick. You know what? Check them out today at coachingandleading.org or on Facebook or Twitter at their handle, Coach Lead Win. Vision Coaching and Consulting, because every champion has a coach. So we are going to talk about the stuff we got wrong. Apparently Nick doesn't want to talk about that. He took off. All right, we're going to talk. Let's bring up some of the things. We're actually going to talk about our fantasy leaders first. Let's talk about that from this week. I know it's been a crazy week. I mean, we got... Show uh, football on right now, so it's been nuts. Let's talk about the fantasy leaders that we got so far for week 16 or week 15. And thanks for joining us, Nick. Leader of the pack. All right, so let's talk about our top QBs this week. I mean, how about Mr. Huntley? I mean, he really stepped in um, and played an extremely good ball game against a Packers defense that, you know, was really lauded this year, and they've been really good against a QB. Um, what are your thoughts on Huntley going forward, Nick? I know we brought him up last night, um, but what were your thoughts on that performance um, for him? Um, I thought it was very well. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of us were were surprised, especially Green Bay. So, um, do I think he'll he'll do it again? No, uh, not in the near future anyway. Because now teams got tape on him, so now they're going to be looking for him. Uh, they're going to be watching, of course, the injury report, and then someone's going to be playing him in uh, practice. So, if he can keep it rolling, I mean, he could. He could um, solidify himself a job next season. Uh, I mean, who knows? We could see him in some, I don't know, Houston, maybe. I don't know, somewhere. Plenty of teams. Plenty of teams to look for Miami. a guy like that. To, uh, I don't know about all that. But to, um, you know, they <laughs> make plays. Um, so, yeah, good game nonetheless. 
uh, 39 points. Pat Mahomes at number two, Aaron Rodgers three, Herbert at four. Jared Goff uh, came in at five. That was a surprising performance. I mean, a surprising game, to say the least. Lions, um, you know, at the Cardinals. Um, we'll talk about him in a little bit, maybe in waiver wire pickups. Um, but Josh Reynolds, Amon St. Brown, you, you should have Amon St. Brown. But Josh Reynolds actually had a good game. And guess who said that way back when? Let's give credit where credit's due. Nick, you called Mr. Reynolds out a long time ago. I do remember you saying that. So great job there, sir. Um, let's see what else. We got Josh Allen at six. Cam came in at seven. I think that's a little bit with the running and stuff. I'm not going to ask <clears throat> for any reaction on that because I kind of know where you're going to go there. Mac Jones. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. He did well. He did. He did have a good game. Justin Fields talking about a good game. He had a good game uh, last night. Um, you know, he came in ninth, and David Mills um, actually comes in at ten. I'm sure we might see somebody replace him. I just saw Cooper Cup get a touchdown, so I'm sure Matt Stafford's having a decent night, right? In a little, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, running backs, they, uh, we got Duke, Duke Johnson, number one fantasy QB. Man, there was nothing better than being down south and just hearing Duke every time he was getting the ball. I mean, it's, it was great. Um, what a great time. Great game. And you're right. He probably won't ever do it again. But I appreciate your efforts, sir. Jonathan Taylor came in at number two. Big surprise there. Jeff Wilson at three. Mr. Chubb last night came in at four. Uh, Devin Singletary, by the way. He had he got the ball every freaking time that they had to hand the ball off. Devin Singletary was getting it. Zach Moss, all that talk of this, that, and the other thing. Guess who's there? It's Devin Singletary, still there. So he's the guy there. I think we can just kind of put that to rest. Even going into the next season, I don't see much coming out of Zach Moss. Um, we got James Robinson at six, Zach Elliott. I mean, Zach Elliott. <laughs> See, you can't, you can't text me during the show. I can't stop reading it. Zeke Elliott, <laughs> number seven. Uh, Austin Eckler at eight. Aaron Jones at nine. Deonta Foreman at number 10. All right, we'll talk about receivers. Um, let's go to Brandon Cooks, uh, number one. He had a good performance. I know I Fred. Surprised. I, really, yeah, I was surprised with that. I was surprised with that, too. Like you said, that was surprised with that whole game in general. You know, I thought the Jags were going to come out gangbusters, and their defense has actually played very well. So it was kind of surprised to me that, you're, you know, that they came out and, you know, shit the bed, so to speak. Um, you know, they did come back and play decent. But Brandon Cooks, again, great game. David Mills uh, seems to be a bit of a gamer. Um, Gabriel Davis, number two. Um, that was a big play. If you sl- slid him in like, on your flex or something, you know, boy, he paid off. I know somebody did it against me and my damn, so I'm probably done because of it. So, um, but good, good play. What can you say? Tyreek Hill at number three, Russell Gage at four. Um, Tyler Boyd uh, came in at five. Amon St. Brown talked about him a minute ago at number six. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantley, he came in at number seven and he seems to be emerging as that really that number two guy. So, um, definitely keep the monitor on him. Number eight, Christian Kirk. Um, you know, I meant to bring that up to DJ, but when we were down south in the remote, um, on the remote shoot with them in fourth and four, we had a discussion on who to start. He wanted to know AJ uh, Green or Christian Kirk. Um, I was you know, heavily Kirk, and I, I forget who it was. One of the boys was on A.J. Green, so uh, it's pretty funny to see how well Christian Kirk did. Uh, Debo Samuel came in at number nine, and Keenan Allen at number 10. 
All right, this week at tight end, we'll just run through that real quick. Kelsey at one, Mark Andrews two, Hunter Henry three, Dalton Schultz at four, George Kittle at five. We talked about Zach Ertz a minute ago, number six, Kyler Pitts at seven. Um, I think I don't know what the first name of this guy is, but H. Bryant. Um, he was. Thank you. Um, Cole Clement at number nine, Foster Moreau, and James O'Shaughnessy was at number ten. They were tied. Brevin no Jordan this week. No Brevin Jordan, but we again we still see those guys pop up. You know, there's the you know Mr. Harrison Bryant. I mean, what? I mean, who's starting him this week? Just let me know. Um, defensively, Saints, Steelers, Cowboys, Vikings, Jets, number five this week, crazy enough. Six are the Colts, seven Texans, uh, eight Bengals, nine Miami, and ten came in with the Niners. All right, let's talk about the waiver wire for next week. All right, let's talk about these guys, and I know we got some news to get to, too, Nick. That was my bad. I, I appreciate the text. Right after this, we'll get to the news. Um, waiver wire, if you're looking for some guys to pick up, Ronald Jones with the injury to Leonard Fournette, and you want a starting running back, pick him up. We got some news on that, though. So, Nick, do you, what do you, uh, do you uh, have some breaking news on the Bucks' backfield? Uh, I do. As, as a matter of fact, I'm just pulling it up right now. It said Leonard Fournette. What, likely- Ryan, I knew you did, so. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Oh. No, I just said I knew you did. That's why I was I was queuing you up. Okay. So, uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, likely to the IR. And they signed Le'Veon Cracked Bell. Uh, so, now you got two of the three uh, former Killer Bees on the Steelers. Um, you know, everyone said, oh, get the band back together. Blah, 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 blah. They won zero Super Bowl. So sit down and shut up. Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, people are excited about Le'Veon Bell. I mean, bro. He sucks. I'm, He's done. He's I, over. Right. I mean, he had an opportunity with the Ravens when there was really nobody there, and he still couldn't even sniff the field. They wouldn't even put him on the practice squad. So I'm not even looking at Le'Veon Bell. Well, excuse me. Ronald Jones has got a shot. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, and Bruce Arian loves him, so they got a shot to do something. So, you know, to me, right, you know, we're going to talk about some of the other guys, but number one waiver wire target, if you got that one, I'd pull it for Ronald Jones this week for sure. Get a starting running back right up the jump. Justin Jackson would be the number two guy. Now, it would depend on the Austin Eckler injury. I didn't get to hear the doc, unfortunately, uh, but I know well, he does. He's not injured. He's got COVID. My bad. So it depends on his status uh, going into this game, I guess, and how you want to, um, you know, uh, put Justin Jackson up. But, Nick, do you got any news on that? Uh, no, same, same as you, you do. Uh, like I said, they don't know what, uh, what his status is. But you know that he's going to get carries. And when he does, he just seems to explode, gets 20-plus yard runs. So if you're, it depends on who you have in your lineup. But if, if you're at this stage and you're going into the second round of the playoffs, it would just seem to be that you wouldn't really need to pick him up. I mean, does that make sense? I mean, your, your bench should be stacked at this point. But if you got, that's got, a, if you got a roster spot – and, you know, someone might go on COVID, you know, you got to watch the waiver wire. He'd be one to pick up along with um, Craig Reynolds as well. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, Craig Reynolds. I mean, he had a great bust out game. We don't know Swift. I know that we put the rankings up, so I don't know Swift's um, availability yet. But um, if he's not, you know, again, Craig Reynolds had a great game. Runs hard. Could see another decent game coming up. So just something you might want to uh, pay attention to. Um, Gabriel Davis. Um, again, we talked about him a minute ago. Big, big, big play guy with Emmanuel Sanders being gone. So you might definitely, you saw the big week this week. If he's not picked up in your league, make sure you look for him. And I talked about Marquez Valdez-Scantling as well, come emerging as the number two guy in a very uh, high potent Packers offense. Is there anyone else you're looking to target? Mr. Nick. Uh, no, I would. I just wanted to reiterate. Um, uh, Coach Campbell said as of 16 hours ago off of the Lions wire uh, that um, DeAndre is week to week. And the two guys that I would pick up off those off that whole ticker tape is Rojo and Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis, uh, he is the literally he is the new number two wide receiver up in up in Buffalo. And uh, speaking of Buffalo, also if you don't have Devin Singletary, they said that that he's ready to be. They're ready to give him the number one job. So if you need a back, pick up Singletary. Uh, but as far as receivers goes, uh, MVS, him and him and Lazard, they go, they they flip flop between two and three. You know, you know it's always going to be um, um, Adams. So who's ever just seems to be open downfield, if Adams is covered, that's who gets the ball. So it, so you're rolling the dice. But Davis is a solid solid pickup for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, he's been he, you know, he's been lights out when he's come in. And again, Manuel Sanders gone, so those opportunities going to be there. Josh Allen's starting to get hot now down the stretch too, so you know you want to look out for that as well. All right, let's go real quick. I know these games are still going on, so I was trying to I was trying to let them finalize, so then we can kind of really deep into the stats before we head out. Um, let's talk real quick. We talked about the leaders. I can bring up, um, cause we're not going to talk about this on the Christmas show. Um, so, and it's going to be on our Friday show anyway. So I'll bring up some of our starts and sits from last week. We can kind of overlook them real quick. Uh, I'm sure we can kind of see what we've gotten right and wrong from this week. Um, I know for a fact, AJ Dillon for me was wrong. He did not have, he did get in the end zone, but not a decent game. I don't believe Tyra Lockett even played. So I was wrong there. Zach Ertz did make the top 10, but, you know, wasn't like gangbusters. Um, Russell Wilson, we'll talk about his stats here in a minute. Browns D, though, came up pretty decent last night, so that wasn't too bad. Um, I did say to sit Tua. He had an okay game, but, you know, he still, again, wasn't like gangbusters. Um, Jamal Williams I had to sit, which was pretty much correct. DJ Moore was correct. Noah Fan was correct. i got to get this off the screen because I can't see the rest of it. And the Rams D. Um, I did have as a sit, and again, that game's still going on, so we'll hold off on that. Um, Nick, let's talk about your starts and sits real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look up uh, what, what did Ben do. I don't I only Ben did too well yesterday. Uh, yesterday he, no, he did terrible. Uh, one, 
148, no TDs, no no picks. Uh, Gibson's got like 12, 14 points tonight. He's he's got a touchdown and like 80 yards. Uh, Deontay Johnson did not do anything. George Kittle, I do not have stats in front of me on that. Uh, what he, he had doing? a good game. He, he had a decent he had a good game. game. I remember that. Uh, let me see. Right. I got it here. Yeah, he had not, 93 yards, no no score. And the Dolphins, eh, they didn't do too terrible. Uh, I was spot on with uh, Carson Wentz. He had five completed passes. Woohoo! Um, Rashad Penny, everyone's all over him. Well, he's got 31 yards rushing. So I said to sit him. I kind of knew what I was talking about when, there. When you say everyone, you mean Greg, right? Because <laughs> that you guys, was everyone. You had a <laughs> uh, so uh, Michael Pittman. Don't know what he did offhand. Well, no, well he did terrible nothing. because nothing, Wentz yeah. only completed five passes, and of course Seattle is Seattle, and they're getting their they're they're lose. Oh, they did lose twenty to ten. So yeah, I did pretty well this week. Yeah, all right. He's like, yeah, I got a little pat on the back for you. All right, good job there. Let's um, and that's and I forgot that's what we call what we got wrong. And I forgot to hit the theme music for that. I'm disappointed because I like that music. Let's now show our ultimate teams for this. No. I didn't think you did that bad this week, though. No, I, I mean, think I did that. Bit. I think I did terrible. Oh, we had Tom Brady. Okay, see that. Um, Jonathan Taylor did okay. James Robinson, okay, yeah. okay. Cooper Cup, I just saw, got in the end zone. We'll talk yeah. about the stats in a minute. Devontae yeah. Adams, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Full. I mean, it was this isn't bad. What, I mean, this is what, what? What did Mister Robinson do in his neighborhood? What? Let's let's find out. <laughs> he did all right. I saw him plop in the end zone. He, I think he had like you know eight. Oh, he's on the end zone. Yeah, he got uh, eighteen for seventy for seventy five and Look one. That. one Look score. how close I was. I Eighty seventy five. Yeah, nobody. What do you want? I mean, that's, that's uh, close. I'm just trying to be precise. I know. No, I appreciate it. I just saying. All right. So yeah, decent stats. Um, my mine was pretty decent. We'll look at yep. it again. You know, we can see. But you know, again, Jalen Hurts had an okay game. You know, nothing crap. I'm looking at it now. 334 total yards, two rush TDs, so he's definitely having a good fancy night. Um, Nick Chubb had a decent fancy night as well. Um, Zeke, I don't really think he did an okay. I think he was he in the top score, 10. Like so. 30 yards ru- rushing or something. Yeah, he was in the top 10, so I, I still, I'm good there. Cooper Cup, um, again, we'll talk about that in a second. Devontae Adams, James Conner, that was where the big disappointment fell there. Um, Travis Kelsey, of course, had the great game. Folk and Dolphins D, who again looking nasty. All right, so all right, these games are pretty much wrapping up. So let's go ahead and talk about tonight's game that has been going on. I was trying to wait. They're pretty much in the end. I believe the we'll talk we'll talk about the um, Rams versus Seahawks because that's that was definitely over. Um, yeah, Let's look at what happened in this particular matchup. Russell Wilson, not on fire. I've been waiting for him to come back, and here was an opportunity tonight um, to really kind of, you know, highlight some of his skills. Russell Wilson, 156 yards, no TDs, an interception, no rushing, nothing. You suck. Goodbye. I mean, (laughs) if you started Russell Wilson – 
Bro, you are packing your bags and getting ready for next season. Unbelievable. Um, DJ Dallas um, looks like the highlight for the rushing attack. Um, 41 yards and a TD. Um, Rashad Penny, you talked about him a minute ago, 11 rushes for 39 yards. He did get two receptions for five yards, so pretty decent there. (laughs) Uh, Gerald Everett, four receptions, 60 yards, and DK Metcalf, six receptions for 52 yards. I mean, wow, just atrocious. Um, uh, Rams side, uh, Matt Stafford, 244 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, um, and no rushes there. Uh, Sony Michelle led the way in carries tonight. 18 carries, 92 yards. That's interesting going forward. I don't know if they're trying to just wean Henderson back um, or not, but that'll be interesting to see. That'll be interesting uh, going into next week. He had um, Henderson had six carries for 23 yards um, and two receptions for four yards um, as well. Cooper Cup, we talked about him a minute ago. Yes, I mean, he's definitely the number one receiver this week. Nine receptions, 136 yards, two touchdowns look at these receiving numbers the second guy is b something or other b skilo or whoever he is him 42 (laughs) yards right your number two guy is 42 yards look at where obj is in there too like i mean i mean just craziness seven yards so yeah so again you know it's just it looks like to me the rams are heading for the super bowl i mean they're playing like it and the Seahawks are heading for um, pretty much a rebuild at this point is what le- looks like the way they're heading. The two they teams could be next season, they could be with, without Carroll and Wilson next year. They Agreed. Could just that, down. These are two, two teams going in two different directions. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about the other game. It's about to be a final. Your Philadelphia Eagles are winning tonight 27-17. to 17. The winners tonight, Jalen Hurts, 296 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Um, he got three carry, or excuse me, eight carries, 38 yards, two touchdowns. We talked about that a minute ago. There's still a little bit of time left, so he might be adding on to that. I'm not sure. Yeah, they, well, no, they're handing the ball to Jordan Hour. So um, Miles Sanders tonight, 18 carries, 131 yards. The Eagles' rushing attack is back. Jordan Howard, 14 carries, 65 yards. As well, Dallas Goddard, seven receptions, 135 yards. So good game there. Jalen Rager uh, came in with 50 or three with 57 as well. On the Redskins side, um, what's EB, Mr. Gilbert? It was apparently the Eagles, Eagles defense. defense. <laughs> hey, hey, but I'm 194 yards, no, no TDs, no interceptions. Um, and he looks like, nope, did not ran it, did not run anything. You mentioned the touchdown by Gibson earlier. He had 15 carries for 26 yards. He got six receptions for 39 yards. Not much for the receivers. Even rookie Seal Jones against this great matchup against the Eagles D only got four receptions for 29 yards. So that will do it pretty much for your Philadelphia Eagles, my friend. Congratulations on UW. Yes, sir. One thing. Um, I'm going to give you a trivia question, and I know you're not going to get Well, you probably should get it. Do you know – which current player in the NFL has 800 yards from, from scrimmage and has not scored a touchdown yet this season? 800 yards for scrimmage and has not scored a touchdown this season. And this is um, – you're not going to give me rushing a receiver? you going to give me that, that or no? Okay, I'll give you – okay. 
It is a rusher. Oh, it's going to kill me. I'm going to go with all these guys. I'm like, I can, I see them scoring all these guys I'm thinking of. Um, let's go with, I don't even know. Just Jalen Hurt. No, he just scored. Who, who is it? I'll give you another clue. I'll give you two clues. All right. He wears green. Okay. And his nickname is Booby. So, Mr. Miles, he got 800 yards on the season? Uh-huh. That's, yards, that's surprising. Total yards from, from scrimmage. Has yet to score a touchdown. That is wow. atrocious. That's crazy tunes. I did not know that. Good stat, bro. Good job. Proud who, is, of you. who is that wide receiver that we were talking about you threw out as a trivia question? So so many receptions without a score or something like that? I think like, you – oh, it was – it was uh, uh, Danny Amendola, I believe, was the answer. Okay. I for, yeah, that was that was the streak. It was some kind of active streak. It was that we pulled out. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, we got um, we got one more thing we got to go over. It's Thursday night football, so let's do a quick breakdown. 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 All righty, let's talk about this game, 49ers and the Titans. Like, this is going to be a decent matchup. I was trying to pull up, as I was a little behind on my stuff here, so I was trying to pull up, you know, uh, the defensive rankings. So the, the surprising thing I pulled up was both of these teams are very close when it comes to defense defensive against fantasy quarterbacks. They are 22 and 23rd, respectively. So could we see a Ryan Tannehill-type night? Could we see a Jimmy Garoppolo type night? You know, it's interesting to me, the 49ers, you know, predicate their offense by the run and the Tennessee Titans are the number one defense against fantasy running backs, which is a really interesting stat and really interesting to me to see how this game plays out. Could that mean that they're going to completely stuff this 49ers offense, or does that mean Jimmy G finds Debo Samuel, who, by the way, the Titans are dead last against fantasy receivers. So Debo Samuel, a definitely good play. I don't want to spoil up, Nick. This is your job. Let me give me some guys you like from this matchup. My bad. Go ahead, brother. Well, uh, I like let's let's see. On Tennessee, uh, there's really not much to like in the receiving game. Because uh, right now AJ Brown is on IR and Julio Jones is is Julio Jones. He's questionable. AJ Brown is set to return this week, sir. That was, that was something okay. I was supposed to bring up with Doc, and I didn't get. Like I said, my internet went out. My bad. Okay, so I don't know. I'm not not gonna get too excited about AJ Brown coming back because they might bring him back slowly, and depending on how the game right. is going. Da, 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 da. But sure. I do like Deonta Foreman. I I like him. He's a He's a stud back there. I like him, and I like the other kid that they got for a wide receiver, uh, Westbrook uh, uh, Acuna. Yeah, Nick Westbrook Acuna. I I like him, um, and we'll just have to see what Tannehill does back there. Like I I really don't know Tannehill. He's a real joker this season. Uh, ever since um, uh, Henry went out, they. Well, before he was in, they were they were stuffing the box, right? So so they had a lot of one-on-one coverage. Now that Henry's out, they dropped uh, two deep safeties. They're playing a lot of cover two. So 
the receivers are getting lost in, in that umbrella there. So it's making the passing lanes not as visible. So to go on to uh, Carolina's, not Carolina, I'm sorry, San Francisco side, I like Jimmy G. He's playing well this season. And Debo is a must-start every single week. Ayuk, he's another joker. One week, he can have 11 receptions for 100-some-odd yards, and then the next week, he can get 11 targets for, for one reception. So um, Debo is a must-start. Jeff Wilson is a must-start this week. Uh, put him in a flex. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be maybe a low-end two, high flex-ish. So, um, and then let's, let's keep going with it. Uh, right now, the over-under is San Francisco is minus three and a half. The over-under is 44 and a half. So, and, the, and the weather, BT Dubs, I looked that up while you were going. So the weather that night, it's going to be 50 degrees, and it says the winds will be at eight miles an hour and mostly cloudy. So uh, a chilly, cool night, but don't doesn't seem like any snow or anything. And San Francisco is four and one in their last five, and Tennessee is uh, two and three. Ooh, all right, very interesting indeed. And Tennessee has got to play well because they could miss the playoffs. Uh, if well, they won't miss the playoffs, but they won't, but they'll lose the division to Indy coming up. All right, so I didn't get a chance to plug it earlier because the whole internet deal. So I'm going to do the whole thing now while I close out the show. Um, the bottom line is I think we've covered pretty much everything from last week. That was, you know, it's been a crazy week. So I appreciate you guys keeping with us. We got to kind of go with the flow a little bit as the COVID situation moves these games along. So we're going into championship week this week. Got to get ready. Plus, of course, it is Christmas. So it is going to be a great time this week. Visit us, tssfantasy.com. We got all of our current rankings up now. So I know they're up early. We know the COVID stuff hits. Make sure you visit us. Check out all of our current rankings. And again, we'll update them as the situation progresses. Um, visit Belly Up Sports, all the great podcasts in there from wrestling and racing. We have pretty much have it all for you. Make sure to give them a listen. We know we bring them on all the time. So make sure you do check them out. And don't forget, on Friday, speaking of guests and good stuff, Santa is coming to town Friday. We have a huge Christmas special. Lots of guests coming up. Matt, Daddy, Jay with the plug, Mikey Betts, all the great guys that have come on this show. You're going to see them again, and we're going to have Santa and the Grinch either grant their teams uh, their Christmas wishes or not. And then we're also going to have a Christmas fantasy family feud. You don't want to miss that either. We got lots of good in our normal good stuff too. We'll talk about starts and sits for the week. We got Christmas games. We got all kind of good stuff to talk about. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. And we are out. Go birds. It's time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.